I get joy when I think about what he's done for me. I get joy when I think about I get joy in my soul when the Holy Ghost takes control. I get joy when I think about I get joy when I think about I get joy when I think about I get joy in my soul when the Holy Ghost takes control. about how he raised me I get joy when I think about how he saved me I get joy when I think about how he heals me I get joy when I think about how he fills me I get joy I get joy when I think about I get joy when I think about I get joy in my soul when the Holy Ghost takes control. I get joy when I think about when I think about how He sought me. I get joy when I think about how He brought me. I get joy. When I think about how he healed me, I get joy. When I think about how he feels me, I get joy. I get joy when I think about what he's done for me. I get joy when I think about what he's done for me. I get joy in my soul when the Holy Ghost takes control.
the church say amen. Anybody know he's worthy? Worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Worthy to be Good afternoon, radio friends and members of this great church. We are so thankful to be here. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice, church, and be glad in it. We're worshiping here at the Greater Abyssinia Baptist Church, located at 1161 East 105th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, where our illustrious pastor is the Reverend Dr. Emmett Theophilus Cavanis, co-pastor Reverend Theophilus James Cavanis, Sr., and the Reverends Patrick Lee Robinson, Hilton O. Smith, Minister Cassandra Bledsoe, and Rhonda Lawrence are the associate ministers. Our audio video texts for the day are Brother Matthew Parnell, and the wonderful Stefana Cavanis. Musicians, Tramel Yarbrough, director of Pianist Gospel Choir. Mark Thompson, organist. Chris Tyson, director, Evangelistic Choir. Elliot Lanier and Jordan Pruitt are our percussionists. We're gonna have wings of a dove. You know, when we fly away, if you think about it, if you had wings of a dove, they would take you anywhere. You can soar like eagles, and you can fly to the utmost, way, way out in space. So just wait. Your day is coming, and you'll be able to have wings like a dove. Listen to the illustrious choir, the evangelistic choir, as they illustrate to you wings of a dove.
Hallelujah. How many of us know that there is no one else like him? He has performed miracles. As he's performed miracles, we're still down here. We're going to climb up that mountain. We're going to try to reach the top. Almost finished fighting that battle. And at the end of the mountain, there is faith and trust. I want you to listen to the gospel choirs they sing, climbing up the mountain. Our soloist is our own sister, Lily Scott. Climbing up the mountain, y'all. Get ready, because they're going to take you someplace.
shout? Do you want to shout sometimes? Hallelujah. Let's sing it one more time. We ought to shout sometimes. Go ahead, Mark. Sometimes you just can't say no. Sometimes you have to let it go. Sometimes you just have to feel that spirit and it gets to moving in your feet, gets to moving in your hands, and you get happy and you're thankful for being here. Sometimes we have to shout, sometimes we have to pray, and sometimes, Lord, we have to sing. Hallelujah. We have to sing, choir. We have to pray, choir. We have to pray, deacons. We have to pray. Jesus. And now, church, Reverend Theophilus James Cavanus comes to us, first of all, with his music ministry, followed by the breaking of the bread of life. This has been your announcer, Myra Harris Carter, thanking you all for being in my life, first of all, thanking this illustrious pastor for keeping me straight and saying, I love each and every one of you. And I want you to always remember, if you don't ever remember anything else, only what you do for Christ will last. May God bless you all. getting up the other morning, preparing to go to work. And um, you know you get to singing to yourself some of those mornings, humming a couple of bars of your favorite hymn or your spiritual. I think one or two people know what I'm talking about this morning. You might start shouting or you might start hollering to yourself. And uh, I was in there and I started humming. I trust in God. Wherever I may be. That's old school. Upon the land 
are wrong. The storm is saying, for come what may, from day, from day to day, my heavenly Father watches the and you don't have to get it just right you can go flat if you want to I trust in God I know that he cared for me on the mountain bleak or on the stormy sea let billows roll he keeps my soul my 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 heavenly father watches for me he makes the rules an object of his care he guides the eagles through the pathless air and surely he and surely he and surely he remain but me my 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 heavenly Father, watch me. Amen. Amen and thank God. Nehemiah 8 and 5, and when he opened the book, all the people stood up. The 106th number of the psalm, verses 7 and 8. Our fathers understood not thy wonders in Egypt. <coughs> they remembered not the multitude of thy mercies, but provoked him at the sea, even at the Red Sea. Nevertheless, he saved them <clears throat> for his name's sake, that he might make his mighty power to be known. And I picked my Bible this week. I picked the Amplified Bible, which is, uh, simply reads, Our fathers in Egypt did not understand 
nor they, did they appreciate God's miracle. They did not remember the, uh, the abundance of God's mercies, nor imprint his loving kindnesses on their heart. But they were rebellious at the seaside, even at the Red Sea. Nevertheless, he saved them for his name's sake that he might make his power supreme. And I, I simply turned over to the, my living Bible, and I looked at that, that, that 106, and I turned to the A part of verse of 43, which says, again and again, he delivered them from their slavery. I want you to look at somebody, anybody, Say, I believe, I believe. that uh, if God, if God, if God did, it once, did it once, he'll do it again, do it again. And, again. and again. Amen. You may be seated. My brothers and my sisters, Many of us often have what we might call a fictional genie syndrome. Uh, uh, when it comes to what we want or what we desire or what we might have, we look for that fictional genie syndrome. Even when it comes sometimes to our spirits and our spiritual lives, we believe that God is like a genie in a bottle. And all we get is two or three good wishes out of him. And we must pick them quickly and we must pick them wisely and after all our wishes are gone, we are once again powerless and helpless. Then others of us treat God like a vending machine. We just want to keep picking one thing after another. Everything, what we, everything that we want, we push that button until the machine is empty. And then it's all over. And then sometimes we perform our own task with uh, perfect precision, uh, with a, a timely outcome just once. Have you ever done that? Only to find out that it's too hard to do it again. Ladies, when you cook a meal, there are many times that you bake the perfect pound cake or cook the perfect pot of greens or you cook the perfect dressing or you go in your garden and you planted the finest flowers and they have sprouted perfectly. Then we quickly discover that it's hard to do it again. Men, how many times 
uh, uh, do we go to certain football teams? And we have football teams that we uh, root for. And these football teams seem unbeatable, playing each successive game without a flaw straight to the championships. Then there are other years when that same team tries to do the same thing again and, and repeat that winning season, and they can't repeat it to save their lives. We, like most people, find out that perfection, while it is possible, it is hard to duplicate. Remembering Michael Jordan could sail through the air with, their, with his games, and, but there were games that he simply couldn't put it together. And we see singers out there, the best singers in the world. When they start singing, sometimes they hit a flat note on any occasion. Or our best figure skaters can slip on the ice while performing the simplest routine. When something miraculous happens in front of us, my brothers and sisters, we are prompted to ask whether or not it's the real thing or it is a fluke or a lucky strike. When Serena Williams first won Wimbledon, the world said it was great, but can she do it again? The World Series champs last year won accolades around the world but then the sportcaster asked the question, can they do it again? It's one thing to get on top, but it's ever harder to stay on top and stay on top of things. Staying there requires the ability to maintain the power and strength exerted and to get over and do it again and again. But then, what about God? If he has blessed us once, can God do it again? If he opened a door for us that seems impossibly secure, can God do it again? If he heals us of a sickness in the past, it comes back on us. Can God do it again? If he helped us overcome an obstacle once in our lives, is he able to do it again? My brothers and sisters, I would like to let us know that God's power does not dwindle like a drained battery. I wonder if I got witnesses over here. His power is a never-ending flow, and it ebbs from the battlements of heaven to the edges of every known universe. That's how God operates. Whatever God has done, he can and God will do it again. God is able to handle little problems. He's able to handle big problems. Sometimes we might treat God with a small G when we ought to treat him with a large G. Uh, but God's arm is not short, his ear is not deaf, he doesn't fold, he will not fold up, uh, his ability does not give up, his wisdom steps up, he's not lacking in securing his promises, his promises are yea and amen, his righteousness reigns up, his life matches up, his burdens lift us up, 
His mercy helps us up and his grace gets us up. The word of God is true and it is lie. Uh, then we, we, we say, if he does it once, can he do it again? Well, you answer that when you leave today or while you're sitting there, can you answer that today? Our text today then focuses on David as he understands and the circumstances and the weaknesses of the believers and the power of he, God himself, who can help them do it again. Uh, it was David who described the wonders uh, and works of God who did it again. And he did it despite sin. He said, our fathers regarded not thy wonders in Egypt. In other words, it was the same God in Egypt who allowed them to push ahead and push forward. But they were not looking at what should be obvious. Remember, the Israelites were protected. If we remember, you remember that while Egypt was sweltering in drought, there were waterlands in Goshen, and when pestilence came and disease killed the Egyptians, uh, God protected the Israelites in Goshen. When they faced the Red Sea, God caused them to cross through the Red Sea on dry land. And they wandered in the wilderness, and they wandered over and over again in the wilderness. Uh, well, the wilderness, the wilderness they wandered. They wandered while scorpions were there, while it was a desert, while it was dry, while snakes, while lizards, while liquidity was low. He puts them in the middle of the wilderness. Can you imagine in the middle of the wilderness? But don't you know if God can do something for you once, he can do it again? Uh, and let me tell you what he did again. God fed them manna and quail and they could eat again and again. If God works for us once or twice or three times, he can and he will do it again. Well, 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 how can we know if God can do it again? Well, uh, just let us for a moment know how we can really realize how God, if he does it once, he can do it again in the following three areas. Firstly, God can do it again in provision. It's getting quiet in the house. In provision. In other words, God can and God will provide. I wonder, have I got witnesses that can testify if God can and God will? Well, let me tell you, let me say it like this. You remember when God came to you and when he came to you, you needed help. And, and, and you didn't realize God came to your rescue. Do you remember that? Do you remember when he provided help for you when you didn't have help? It could have been at home. It could have been at work. Uh, people were getting on your nerves and God sent some assistance for you in a, per, in a person or a thing or object or a place. Can you remember that? There are those of us who lose sight on the ability of God's power to do it again. Let me tell you, if God can rescue you once, he can rescue you again. You better open up your Bibles and realize in, in, in 1 Kings 17, uh, verses uh, 13, and, uh, 13 through 16, you remember uh, we were shown how God helped the poor widow at uh, Zarephath. That 2 Kings 4, 1 through 7 uh, shows another woman whose sons were about to be taken in, uh, up uh, in lieu of a debt 
that she could not pay. The prophet Elijah came to her with a word from the Lord. And when she came to her with the Lord, when Elijah came to her with the word from the Lord, uh, it, it seemed silly at the time. And guess what he told her? He, he, he told her to get uh, all, as many empty pots together as she could and to place them in her house. Uh, every pot she could was filled up with oil. She was told that after she filled it with oil to sell the oil to pay her debt. And then after she got through paying her debt, she had to praise the Lord. God did it once and he did it again for her, for her. Has God ever done anything in your house? Has God ever done anything in your house? I know when you come to church on Sunday morning, you don't want to talk about it, but has God any, done anything in your house? Is, if you have a financial need and you said your prayer, has God done anything for you? Uh, you needed to meet a bill that you couldn't do and you said your prayers and God met the bill for you. I wonder, can I get witnesses in this house when you couldn't rub two nickels together but there was food on your table? Uh, I wonder, have I got witnesses in this place? Uh, when you have giant-sized problems that you can't handle or mortgage that you can't pay this month and you pay another bill this month and you come back and you realize that you got mortgage last month and you got mortgage this month, can you remember how God blessed you after you prayed about it? Secondly, God can do it again in making a way out of nowhere. Now, I know I'm putting everybody to sleep right now, because you heard this for 40, 50, 60 years. God will make a way out of nowhere. But let me tell you, when your way run out, y'all hear me now. When your way run out, I'm going to tell you, God can do it again. He can make a way out of nowhere. Sometimes it appears that there's no way for us to escape. When we look left, we don't see anything, we look right, we don't see anything. We can't make our way under, we can't make our way over, we can't make our way around the situation, and we have to think like David thought when he, was, when he had to praise God one day. He said, he looked up to the hills and he said, Lord, I will lift up mine eyes. I wonder have I got witnesses in this place. Unto the hills from which cometh my help, all of my help not not just some of my help, not just a little bit of my help, all of my help comes from the Lord. We have seen God uh, do impossible things. And this Black History Month in Exodus, we see God causing it again. God caused Moses to stretch out his hand and he parted the water, and the people dried up, and they crossed over on dry land. But the thing about this is, the people started arguing with Moses. Who's that sound like to you? Who's that sound like? They start arguing with Moses. You got to this lake, you got to this sea, and uh, 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 Pharaoh behind us, and we see water in front of us. Can't you see us complaining and raising all kind of stuff? But they cross over. But let me tell you, that wasn't a miracle. Y'all might think it was a miracle. 
But let me tell you, if you turn to Joshua, the third chapter, and you look at the 15th and 16th verses, it records how Joshua and the children of Israel were about to enter the promised land. But there was a swole, swollen river called Jordan. And it was blocking their way. And guess what? God ordered them to walk and proceed. Huh? But the water's in our way. If God did it once, if God did it once, that's what he did. He opened up that river and Joshua walked on by. God can make a way out of no way. Has he ever opened doors for you? Has he ever done anything for you? No matter how tough things get, has he ever done anything for you? Again and again and again. And then thirdly and lastly, God can do it again because he has healing capabilities. Oh, God can heal us. I think we have some witnesses in this auditorium. I think we have some witnesses in the auditorium that know when we get sick, God can. God can heal us. There were times when we considered our illness and sicknesses, and we tend to forget how God has healing power and healing power in our past, but we must realize that if God can do it once, we can ask him when we get on the knee, Lord, you've done it once. I, I need you to help me once again. Lord, I have this heart palpitation that's working on me. Lord, you did it once. You can do it again. Matthew 4, 24, his fame went throughout Syria and over and over again. But then a blind man, lame people, when Jesus was walking, lepers that were uh, deaf, that was deathly sick. Uh, but uh, we find out when Jesus was walking, he not only healed them once, but he came back. We have to find in our scriptures, he came back and repeated the healing over and over again. Today, as we face a multitude of health-related problems, we must remember that there is no sickness that God cannot heal. I wonder, is there members of your family that's sick today, and, and, but they look like they're going to get well? We worried about a dark prognosis, but God can reverse uh, our dark situation. If he did it once, I wonder, have I got witnesses in this house? You want me to sit down? I'm going to sit down in a few minutes. But as I go to my seat, I want to tell you that God has never run out of blessings. Uh, he's not short on his blessings. If he done it once, he's going to do it again. That's right. There's still more to come. I, I tell you that God is able to deliver us from the pit and the miry cave. He's able to transform confusion and our discord and bring us unity and love. He's able to make somebodies out of nobodies. He's able to make kings out of beggars. He's able to make workers out of lazy people. He's able to make winners out of losers. He can do it. He's done it once. And he can do it again. Let me tell you, like Hezekiah, Hezekiah was sick on the death. 
But let me tell you, Hezekiah prayed and he turned his face to the wall. Right. And before he nodded, before he uh, could blink, he turned around and God gave him some more years. I'm glad to know that if God does it once, he can do it again. Like David, some of us are surrounded by enemies, but uh, he can deliver us from destruction. I'm glad if God can do it once, he can do it again. Like, uh, like Ezra, like Ezra and Esther, some of us might be raised from humble beginnings, but God can raise us for a purpose to go higher and higher. And I'm glad to know that if God did it once, he can do it again. I'm glad to know that if I'm sick, he can heal me again. If I'm down, he can pick me up again. If I fail, he can, he can make me succeed again. If I'm lost, he can give me victory again. What can he do again? He can forgive my sins again. He can release my troubles again. He can lift my burden again. He can heal my disease again. He can restore my joy again. He can dissolve my doubts again. He can dispel my sorrows again. He can ease my misery again. He can bring us back to victory again. How many of us can testify that the Lord, I was down and the Lord brought me back again. We might have gotten on our knees and we say the Lord is my shepherd. I, I shall not want and might end our prayer and say I came to Jesus as I was weary worn and sad. I found in him a resting place and he has made me glad. If he's done it once, he can do it again. I tell you, we can get on our knees and say, I love the Lord. He heard my cry and pitted my every groan as long as I live and trouble rise. I'll hasten to his throne. If he done it once, he'll do it again. The doors of the church are open.